All right, back in the saddle. So uh, today we're going to continue the discussion of Tao Te Ching, um, starting with chapter 15, go to 16, and uh, this is uh, episode 9 in the series, which will probably continue to the end of this year <laughs> and probably uh, go till the middle of 2020. Um, we'll see if the world uh, is remaining intact or as it is now uh, at that time when we get through chapter 81 down the line. Today I'm going to try to remember the new style, which is uh, first to read Arthur Whaley's translation, then to read D.C. Lau's translation, and the comment on both, and then we'll go to the next. Um, you got the links there. Uh, a few very brief points here at the outset. Uh, while, a little review, while Tao uh, translated as the way um, is um, the source of all, it's the source of the laws by which uh, phenomena um, are, exist, and change. So, the source of creation, or the creative source, the source by which there becomes a creation, letting there be light, is Tao. Uh, it is the inexhaustible. It is the void. Uh, it's akin to seventh chakra or intelligent infinity. It's akin to what precedes light. While light in my understanding, could be understood as Tao Da. Now, you can say that Tao is Logos. Uh, you can say that Tao Da is Logos. Tao Da meaning the as virtue, as power, as greatness, as um, the power of Tao, which is... Um, um, the basis, the, basically the, the substrate of creation. There's the source of creation, and then there is uh, the laws. Of, there are the laws of creation. The laws of creation, um, I th is more akin to logos than Tao, or akin to Dauda, which is logos. You know, again, there are different ways of understanding it all. Uh, logos, as E. Michael Jones talks about, as a Catholic notion of the uh, reason or order with the capital R or O, <laughs> the um, supreme laws by which uh, dimensions operate, which includes the the uh, inexhaustible, you know, unending change, anicca, polarity. Um, the unity of polarity, or identity of polarity, the interdependence of each point of a polarity, meaning there's um, night after day. If there's no day, there's no night. There's male and female, um, because that's the way beings' bodies are reproduced in, in multiple dimensions. If there's no one, there's no other. If there's no up, there's no down. If there's no left, there's no right. If there's no path, if there's no you know service to other, there's no service to self. If there's no right-hand path, there's no left-hand path. Like Ross said, before the veiling, um, there was no two paths. There was just progression without a veil. Um, so uh, the identity of opposites, the mutual interdependence of opposites the identity, uh, the, the reality that opposites is one, and so Heraclitus, back to Heraclitus, the up-down path and things like that. Uh, and the difference between the Logoic or Tao Da and the distorted human, the difference between um, the way of the Logos and the way of human opinion, as uh, we see in, in Heracletian you know, philosophy. And so, but in that system of Tao De, which the Tao De Ching or classic is uh, helping us understand, 
there's surely an emphasis on the value of the yin. There, the, the, there's the yin and the yang, the water and the fire, the being and the doing, the feeling and the thinking, the resting and the acting. Um, there's surely a higher valuation here upon the yin. This is a critical principle that is sort of staring us in the face, but it uh, not so easy to see. Or it takes me nine sessions to figure out some things here, and many more to figure out other things. Um, the Tao Te Ching is profound, <laughs> um, but there's some implicit principles here beyond which I've beyond those few that I've articulated or already, which are maybe in harmony with Heraclitus. But there's surely here. Uh, an encouragement of of more of a greater valuation of the yin, of the yielding, of the resting, of the feeling, of the being, of the female, of the stillness, um, rather than a you know go 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 gung ho do 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 get 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 uh, associated with the young, and you'll see that here again and again. Um, and that's just in a very important uh, sub uh, or, or you know core. I think it's a core principle that in this universe, guided by <clears throat> Tao De, coming from the inexhaustible source of Tao and the Mysterium as the basis of all phenomena and creation, in the system of eternally changing uh, polarity in cycles. Um, the safe default is the yin. And um, the mind is naturally uh, overemphasizing the yang. I want, I feel, I get, I hate, uh, grasping aversion and ignorance, as opposed, you know, the doing, not the being, the acting, not the resting. That's that's the normal emphasis of mind. Does disturb, damage, confuse three D mind under the veil? <laughs> it's not a happy place. You know why are people? It just hit me yesterday. Why do people all over the world, all throughout history, keep looking for a savior, a savior, right, Mister Televangelist Christian, um, the Imam that I surrender my life to and uh, becomes a martyr, the uh, Rabbi the uh, great Buddhist master, the living Buddha, who sells, you know, expensive jewelry, the Hindu, you know, sadhu that I prostrate before. Uh, why, why, why uh, humans keep looking for leaders, so religious leaders? Because this is a suffering condition here. <laughs> because without, because they're, they're, they're filling a need, a need based on the implicit experience of being in 3D space-time. And it isn't just a distorted, the ever-increasing distortions of human society. This longing for a savior was, um, you know, <laughs> deep in human mind thousands of years ago before the current, um, you know, Orion-based cultural deformation we see going on. <laughs> the wickedness of the world is growing and growing in a context of increasing green where I love and light. That um, came, comes later. That's of the modern time. Humans were seeking salvation for a long, long time because this is an implicitly suffering existence, meaning it's just painful. People want to get out. That's why they're looking for a savior. That's the appeal of religion for thousands of years, is to get out. Get out of what? Get out of pain. Why? What pain? The pain of being here. The pain of being in this body. The pain of being embodied in 3D physical. The pain of 3D physical incarnation. Not that it's all pain. And there's lots of joy. There's joy here and there. And there's beautiful souls here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there's this longing to be released from bondage. Because the basic experience here is is moderately of bondage. Because of um, the contrast between what we are and how we're living now. What, what I is as Atman, as um, a, a vast field of love light, 
as um, a being of love light um, with great freedom and joy. That's what I is versus how we're living now. Far, far, far more contracted. And so the Tao Te Ching as well is offering not a deity for worship to get salvation, but a philosophy explaining the um, metaphysics of ontology or, or of cosmology, you know, metaphysical cosmology, the metaphysics of cosmic structure, particularly these principles of yin-yang and polarity and cycles and identity, and the value of the yin. So to help people individually um, free themselves more from um, bondage of uh, ignorant incarnation. So let's jump in. Tao Te Ching, Wei and its power. Uh, chapter 15, Arthur Whaley, then D.C. Lao. Chapter 15. Of old, those that were the best officers of the court had inner natures subtle, abstruse, mysterious, penetrating, too deep to be understood. And because such men could not be understood, I can but tell of them as they appeared to the world. Circumspect they seemed, like one who in winter crosses a stream. Watchful, as one who must meet danger on every side. Ceremonious, as one who pays a visit. Yet yielding, as ice when it begins to melt. Blank, as a piece of uncarved wood yet receptive as a hollow in the hills, murky as a troubled stream, tranquil as the vast reaches of the sea, drifting as the wind with no stop. Which of you can assume such murkiness to become in the end still and clear? Which of you can make yourself inert to become in the end full of life and stir, those who possess this Tao do not try to fill themselves to the brim. And because they do not try to fill themselves to the brim, they are like a garment that endures all wear and need never be renewed. So, discussion of the best officers of the court, their nature, uh, the fact that they couldn't be understood, so this is how they appeared. Uh, <laughs> this is a very intimate talk, you know. This is, you know, Lao Tzu was considered um, a court official or something like that, an administrator, you know, in the mythology, and left the court and left the palace and left the cities and went off to the west to uh, go to the western mountains, western paradise, and this was the last document before he went through the pass and never was seen again. But he, uh, if he indeed was, or this group, whoever, you know, there probably was a real Lao Tzu guy, and then... Uh, later on, other um, others added to the text somehow. <laughs> uh, so versions that we find have been modified or added to or modified, changed over the centuries or some years before. Uh, but he really was in the court, it seems. So he's talking about how they appeared and how they embody uh, an understanding of how to be har in harmony with Tao. And it's very much on the side of the yin and on the side of uh, stillness and being. And I'll explain a little bit more after we read uh, D.C. Lao. And so, D.C. Lao, rather than talking about, um, rather than framing it as a discussion of the character of the best officers of the court, um, frames it as a one of old, a sage of old. So there are different ways of understanding the object, the subject of the discussion, uh, though the being, the person or peoples, whose character and ways of being are being examined here. So here it's just uh, the one of old. So chapter fifteen, DC Lao. Of old, he who was well versed in the way, which should be a capital way, in well versed in the Tao, was minutely subtle, mysteriously comprehending and too profound to be known. It is because he could not be known that he can only be given a makeshift description. Tentative, as if fording a river in winter, hesitant, 
as if in fear of his neighbors, formal like a guest, falling apart like the thawing ice, thick like the uncarved block, vacant like the, a valley, murky like muddy water. Who can be muddy and yet settling slowly become limpid? Who can be at rest and yet stirring slowly come to life? He who holds fast to this way desires not to be full. It is because he is not full that he can be worn and yet newly made. It's an interesting, <laughs> different uh, translation. And so we've got it, the organ, the ordering is uh, better. <laughs> the, the structure is much better in Lao than, than Whaley for me, meaning we've got three basic paragraphs and three sections. Um, one is describing, is, is indicating who we're talking about and an overview of how they were. Uh, who we're talking about is either the best officers of the court or the sages of yore, of uh, yesterday. Uh, the introduction is that <clears throat> uh, they were, <laughs> whoever it is, um, were in deep harmony with Tao. And by that deep harmony with Tao, they can't really be understood, just like Tao cannot be spoken. Um, nevertheless, <clears throat> we can say some things about them, and uh, <clears throat> we can say that they uh, were uh, that that what whoever they were, their um, development was such that it was of great harmony with Tao, meaning deeply non-forcing, non-manipulative, aware of what is aware of how to act skillfully with what is, uh, how to preserve life, how to develop themselves and be of service to other, carefully, um, um, wisely, um, fastidiously or meticulously, they, they um, were of great capacity. And so Whaley sang, Inner Nature is Subtle, abstruse, mysterious, penetrating, too deep to be understood. Uh, penetrating, uh, meaning far-seeing, deep-seeing, deep and broad. Yes, mind can be that. Uh, subtle, yes, one can distinguish, uh, you know, ten variations of green, like uh, some indigenous people in certain forests, in like Amazon native groups some of them can uh, you know they have like eskimos with 10 words for snow uh likewise the mind or es you know um, amazonian fellows and gals um having a rich vocabulary for colors of forest green uh, subtlety uh in understanding um is a you know development shows development high development of blu-ray blu-ray is the um active portion of mind while <laughs> the, the, the green ray is the passive or the yin portion of mind. The yin aspect is green ray love. The yang aspect is blue ray wisdom, um, which is a discussion that can go very, very deep, <laughs> much deeper than the raw material has taken it. Although, you know, the rock kicked in the door and basically said, here's what you got folks. Um, mm, acceptance leads to knowing and so anyway I'll, I'll talk about that another time but uh, high development of mind and yet uh, uh, re com coming out of a high development of heart um, a, a capacity to feel deeply because one's willing to feel freely a capacity to know and see sharply and clearly because one love such truth one enjoys um such discern discerning distinguishing um discrimination in the sense of um subtle qualities of what is it's not obviously racial discrimination so we should reclaim words that need to be reclaimed and so we can't really say how these these fellows were but they were subtle 
they comprehended profoundly they they um had a depth and this is all you know i mean look at a buddha <laughs> look at nichananda look at a john sao look at uh a john lee tamadaro you know look at uh who ramana maharshi uh look at webu sayadaw these guys are profound they can't be understood no you can't get it i can't get it their their mind is you know they're just talking a handful of leaves, but their mind is like all the leaves in the forest, or something like that. I don't know. So they're way beyond us. And it's important to realize there are souls way, way beyond us. And, you know, Ra said, it's absolutely necessary to know, to, to realize we don't understand, to be harvestable to fourth density. So just for, even for that, just for the transit, for souls needing to go from three to four, uh, recognition of not understanding is critical. Likewise, for wanderers uh, to continue to realize, yeah, I still have distortions. Yeah, I have great ignorance. Yeah, there are beings who've done much more than me. Yeah, these guys were farther along the path than, than me. That's, that's true, <laughs> important. So even though we can't figure them out fully, we can say some things about how they appeared. <clears throat> and so according to Lao, some of the, the adjectives he uses are a little funky. They're uh, falling apart like thawing ice. <laughs> nah. Here, thick like an uncarved block. So falling apart and thick. <laughs> what are you going to do? Walk around thick and, and falling apart? That's a little silly. Um, going to Whaley, what you're saying is... Um, let me see. Uh, falling apart and thick. Uh, Whaley says yielding. So Whaley gets the star on that one. Yielding as when ice begins to melt. Blank, meaning um, empty, still, like a, like a young child. You ever see a, a three-year-old's face, if they're not upset, if they're well? It's just open. <laughs> it's just open. There's nothing going on. Now, yeah, sure, they have got lots of mental development to go, but there's a, um, a blankness... Now, they may be high, highly evolved. They may not be highly evolved. You know, not everybody's the same. There are highly evolved souls in the childhood phase. There are much less evolved young souls in their childhood phase. But the face, I see um, something very much akin to this blank as a piece of uncarved wood. Um, profound sensitivity, receptivity. And Yeshua was saying, you know, um, ye must be as little children to enter the kingdom of heaven just to get to fourth density. And so the quality of pure, uh, a pure expression of green ray um, is akin to that um, profound receptivity, sensitivity, open, openness to phenomena, open, open to experience, open in the moment, not manipulative, not... not um, uh, pre-contracted. <laughs> you see, some people I can. I, it's very easy to see. I can see some people. They walk around with uh, a certain, um, a certain uh, muscular contraction of the face, particularly of the eyes and the mouth. Uh, of the uh, around the the musculature around the eyes, the musculature around the mouth show a pre-contracted um, default configuration of how they're going to be meeting experience, how they will interpret the phenomena of the momentary experience. Um, uh, screwed up hair and screwed down, uh, Bowie talks about this. <laughs> I forgot the phrase, but they're sort of, their faces are screwed up, <laughs> screwed a bit. The, the screws have been tightened a bit or are on a default tightened screw condition of uh, ocular and mus and and uh, mouth-based uh, muscular precontraction, a default contraction of the micromusculature around the mouth and the eyes, um, showing how that person, to me, how that person preconfigures interpretation of the momentary experience. That is the opposite of blank as a piece of uncarved wood. But to call it thick like uh, Whaley uh, Lao does is a little off. And uh, falling apart like 
well, it's not like the, the great beings are falling apart, but they are yielding. This is a heartful yin. This, this is a heart, heart or pith expression of, of the harmonious yin. Um, like the, you know, that young child's face that's just present, open. Ain't nothing going on there. And maybe they, you know, obviously they have much more mental development to, to, to do. <clears throat> but part of the reason for human lousy parenting is that the, the, the mind of the children is too high for the parents. The, the, mind, the mind is too open, too pure, too simple, too not screwed up, too unscrewed. Unscrewed in the sense of um, not pre-contracted. Not pre, you know, not not um, pre-configuring experience, and the parents are just too screwed up to be able to appreciate that mind. Common, 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 seems to me. So yielding, formal, watchful, circumspect, careful, <clears throat> um, tranquil, drifting as the wind with no stop. I think the better would be uh, drifting as the cease drifting as a ceaseless wind drifting as wind unceasing oh, drifting as wind unceasing tranquil as vast reaches of sea <laughs> now all those qualities um, that are expressive that are seen from the outside are not the same as the experience that that one is having Meaning, we don't know the experience of the one that's far more evolved than we are. But we can look at the outer tendencies, the outer expression. <clears throat> and there's a sort of, and there's a deep seriousness. Now, again, is this saying, uh, should I understand this as I should be this way all the time? I don't think so. I, I don't think it's right to think I should be this way all the time. But we can say, I, I mean, how do I understand this is how I can tell you you ought to consider yourself how to understand it is these are qualities of a greatly evolved being it's not total and the being isn't this way all the time but these are qualities that I um, ought to consider um, as worthy of inbuilding worthy of uh, emulation worthy of self-cultivation in harmony with <clears throat> and and uh, so I Ching talks about brightness without glare. This is strength without uh, manipulation. Uh, circumspect, like one who crosses in a stream in winter. Careful. It's important if you want to be of service to others. <laughs> uh, you want to be your best, right? And uh, circumspect like one who crosses uh, uh, in winter a stream. It's very lovely. Um, should I be this way all the time? No. I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't think one should try to be any one way all the time. Hey, Anicca is in play. So there's always impermanence. There's always constant change. Trying to be one way all the time is not the way. Is not, uh, <laughs> is not uh, viable. But if you see the face of great beings, and I've seen them. Um, they are very much like being described here, <laughs> as is described here. They're careful, they're watchful, they're formal, they're not idiots, they're not sloppy, um, they're not um, busy, <laughs> they're not upset, they're quiet naturally, because... Um, they know that little needs to be said. As Nityananda said about his death, uh, more can be done on the subtle than the gross. More can be done in the subtle than the gross, meaning in time-space than space-time. More can be done in silence than in speech, in some cases. In some cases, or as a default mode, um, hold to... Uh, hold to or one can safely rely on stillness and um, receptivity, sensitivity, um, not go, 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 not do, do, do. And so these are 
qualities of, uh, of a great being for your consideration. And then, in some ways, Lao hits it a little better than Whaley in the third section. Who can be muddy <clears throat> um, and slowly become limpid or clear? It also can be understood as who can um, allow in the field of mind conflict and contradiction and multiplicity and manyness and uh, much that's not orderly and yet it and yet let it find its own order who can accept the profusion of thoughts and feelings and trust oneself enough uh, to set to know that I'll settle down eventually to know that uh, I'll be able to uh, find the meaning in time I'll be able to come to peace at rest or wellness again but I'm not going to manipulate and so murky and muddy um, can be understood as the condition of an uncontrolled mind um, that trusts uh, order and peace and harmony and balance and wellness can come in time which it will by you know um, seeking to continue understanding and um, acknowledge what is um, a commitment to truth uh, deeper and deeper levels of truth it's very doable and so who can allow the 10,000 things to be as they are and trust that there is order and um, in time I can know peace again that uh, there's trouble today but there is time and in time um, there is change and disorder may move to order now that doesn't mean you shouldn't act sometimes right so <clears throat> as we were saying in class when to to know when to act and how strongly to know when not to act and for how long <laughs> this is subtle this is discriminating or discerning this is a great mind that can know when to act and how much and for how long when not to act and how to be with that for how long how long to rest how long to work now it, it's totally it's not a you know if, if one's heart is open then one is willing to to accept one is one will freely feel body and emotional process and cycles the cycles of body and emotional flow one will feel them naturally <clears throat> then one knows okay maybe I should take a rest or I want to rest or it's enough now I'll come back later uh, sorry I can't do everything you want me to do sorry I have to rest too but now I'm ready or I didn't wow I guess I have energy I didn't need to rest as long as I thought I needed to rest now let's jump back in I want to um, this um, one will be in harmony with natural cycles of my body spirit um, by a commitment to um, knowing what's true what's true is the body's tired what's true is the body's no longer tired what's true is that I'm upset what's true is that um, this upset is made by me catalyzed by you my distortion but your your distortion too in some cases and this is I think again one way of understanding uh, allowing the muddy and murky trusting that one can slowly become clear and limpid likewise who can be at rest and stirring slowly come to life Lao's translation uh, where Whaley said make yourself inert to become in the end full of life and stir of course that's also a reference to Taoist meditation or any meditation um, deliberate periods of stillness and focus focus you know stillness body stillness and mind concentration mind concentrating attention in the mindfulness type practice and body stillness for a period of time knowing that one will arise from that with more full of life and stir <clears throat> and also um, I can experience uh, prolonged uh, non-proliferation non or thoughtlessness and trust that my mind will come back again when I, when I need it. I had that 
concerned once upon a time. If I, if I dwell too long in non-proliferation, will I be able to think later? <laughs> this is a yogi's dilemmas along the way. Uh, anyway, the, the, the bottom line here is that one who appreciates this way of self-cultivation um, doesn't want to be full and stuffed. And because he doesn't want to be full and stuffed or fill one to the brim, uh, there, is, um, there is no getting worn out or there is um, ever-available renewal. And so uh, holding to the yin or appreciating the yin as one's default rather than the yang gives one the capacity to be uh, with the yang or live in accord with that yang or action whenever it's necessary or um, when the time is right. When the cycle has turned and um, the rest and stillness is sufficient, one will find um, uh, one has capacity uh, available and, and energy and power and, and the spirit. But that's not going to happen if you push, push, push and get filled to the brim. If you eat to the brim, um, you'll regularly feel ill. If you try to eat too little, you will also make trouble. And so... <laughs> Um, all of this requires uh, all of this development is associated with the development of wisdom so uh, the sage and the great one uh, is great because uh, over long long time they naturally cultivated wisdom or wisdom naturally arose by their willingness to be honest um, and, to, and, to, and, and a sensitivity to pain knowing there's something wrong here and I need to uh, continue something that's good or move away from something that's bad um, to continue moving away from the unwell condition of now. So uh, sensitivity to pain is important. All right, chapter 16. Time check. All right. Uh, chapter 16. Uh basically shows uh, deeper the mind of the sage or the Taoist worthy, um, their perspective um, from the inside. And um, their inner work of um, how it is that they, um, how it is that that they are holding fast to the way. Uh, how in practice they don't desire to be full. How in practice they've become, how, how, they've, how they've developed internally so that externally they show the qualities that we see in chapter 15. Circumspect, watchful, ceremonious or formal, yielding, careful, um, deep <laughs> and um, and peaceful. How has that come to be? So chapter 16, Tao Te Ching, starting with Arthur Whaley. Push far enough towards, towards the void, hold fast enough to quietness, and of the 10,000 things, none but can be worked on by you. I have beheld them, whither they go back, See, all things, howsoever they flourish, return to the root from which they grew. This return to the root is called quietness. Quietness is called submission to fate. What has submitted to fate has become part of the always so. To know the always so is to be illumined. Not to know it means to go blindly to disaster. He who knows the always so has room in him for everything. He who has room in him for everything is without prejudice. To be without prejudice is to be kingly. To be kingly is to be of heaven. To be of heaven is to be in Tao. Tao is forever, and he that possesses it, though his body ceases, 
is not destroyed. Beautiful. You know, Whaley, <laughs> his writing is... He's a very poetic and artistic and beautiful style. Uh, much better than most others around. Uh, these are the classics. And, um, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, the men of old, um, in general, men, if we talk about male, um, whether we're male or female, the men of old, some... Um, were deep in wisdom, were rich, rich in wisdom. Not just the Taoist sages, but people like Arthur Whaley, who could put this together in such a beautiful uh, phrasing. So, push far enough towards the void, hold fast enough to quietness, and of the 10,000 things, none but can be worked on by you. Uh, push far enough towards the void. Of course, if you keep pushing, you won't go to the void. But if you keep surrendering, you'll find yourself increasingly in the void. What's the void? Well, it's certainly associated with uh, non-proliferation, meaning a quiet mind, not proliferating thoughts far, far out of the monkey mind. Monkey mind no more. Um, stillness, quietude of mind, clarity. Um, you know, a mind that, as Ross said, silence of... Silence of uh, Silence of self and a silence of mind at a steady state. Bailey calls it holding the mind steady in the light. Um, it's samadhi. And so, um, remain long enough in samadhi, which is a um, deep quieting of my body spirit. Hold fast enough to quietness means continue to surrender to the stilling of my body spirit. And then one finds massive power. Hey, hey, and the massive power is associated with contact with intelligent infinity or access to intelligent energy. 7-6. So, sit long enough in samadhi, one will experience uh, a deepening quietude, stillness of mind-body-spirit, and one makes contact with intelligent infinity, or one has access to intelligent energy. 6-chakra. Contact with intelligent infinity. 7 Access to intelligent energy six, right? Let's understand the raw material. That would be useful. So uh, that's what it seems like to me. Um, and then you one can work on this and that. I have beheld them whither they go back or when they go back. See, all things, however, howsoever they flourish, return to the root from which they grew. Right, zero degrees in uh, a point moving along the circumference of a circle or a sphere returns back to the top. So the identity of 0 and 360. My dear webmaster, uh, wherever he may be, um, the name of his company is 360 degrees. Uh, totality, holism, unity. And so um, uh, Yeshua said, I'm from heaven and you're from earth. Or I'm from above and you're from below, I think he said. Yeah, wanderers are from above. And um, you see, everybody, all souls or all beings are from above, yeah. But wanderers um, are resident, <laughs> native above. And 98%, 98% of the people here, yeah, 98% uh, are native here. <laughs> 3D natives. And so... Um, beings return to uh, the return to their source right the original desire is that entities seek and become one because they came from one they came from the source of one right which is the one infinite creator hey hey and so the source of all is the destination of all and it's a well-known ability of a Buddha and some um, super adepts in third stage awakened in Buddhism, to be able to see beings after they die where they go. Likewise, to see the arising of thought. And that's what we, if we get to a John Sal, we'll see. Um, all things, howsoever they flourish, meaning whatever the, the particulars of uh, arising, changing, there will be a passing away. So there's arising, persisting, and passing away. Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva. Right? There's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, 
There's a rising, persisting, and passing away. Birth, then old age. Birth, then aging, sickness, and then death. Right? So birth, aging, sickness, and death. And so, yeah, right. Uh, the death is a return to the source of the birth. Of course. And so this is this return to the root is called quietness. And so being able to allow green ray, love, acceptance, unconditional accepting, non-manipulation, non-control, is the way of mind that allows phenomena to return to their root. It's, uh, it's non-interference with the very flow of phenomenal change. All that arises naturally persists, then ages and dies. Ages decays and dies. That's what, you know, that, that there's aging, you know, the birth, then there is uh, some degree of persistence, then decomposition, uh, which is called aging, and sickness, which is deterioration and death. Right? So persistence, aging, decomp decomposition, decay, and then death. That cycle applies not only to a human body or so-called human life, but also um, to thought and feeling, sensation, thought, and feeling. Particularly thought and feeling uh, can be allowed to go in that cycle uninterrupted when the mind uh, commits to green ray, meaning when in the in the non-manipulative mind for the person who loves truth you see you don't love truth until you love love and the more you love love the more you love truth the more you love wu wei the more one loves non-interruption non-control um being with what is rather than manipulating with what rather than manipulating what is um which is of stillness you know, mind stillness. The more one appreciates the stillness and peace of mind, the more one will not manipulate one's own process <laughs> of arising thought and feeling and therefore be able to know it. You can't know it if you're fucking around with it. You can't, you can't know it if you keep um, jerking it around by manipulation. And so one can know oneself in accord with the degree to which one allows uncontrolled thought and feeling, internally uncontrolled. You know, be with your process. Be with your process means don't, don't muck around with it. Don't muddy it. <laughs> Just let it arise and persist and then it'll fall away. As it persists, you can know it. And by a quiet mind, you can know it in its, as it's ar arisen and one can even know its source. And then that's uh, akin to um, allowing, allowing the natural flow of, of all things that flourish and are born, returning to the root from which they grew. This return to the root is called quietness. And allowing uh, life to be as it is comes from a quiet mind. A quiet mind uh, comes out of samadhi. You can't get a quiet mind necessarily from study. Some, sometimes, depends on what you're studying. Certainly deep spiritual study can lead to a quiet mind, but silence of mind at a steady state, as Ra said. Um, holding the mind steady in the light. Being able to keep the light of mind steady. Uh, uh, a non-flickering light of mind, which is attention. right? Um, attentiveness, steady attentiveness. Uh, a non-flickering light of awareness is associated with a quiet mind uh, allows one to see what is and know truth or know what is more deeply and more fully and that allows uh, phenomena of mind and <laughs> thought and feeling particularly to return to their root which means to pass away and not be um energized by um, control and manipulation. So aversion, you know, the three poisons, all forms of clinging, grasping, aversion, ignorance, if I make a big deal out of my thoughts and feelings, it's grasping. It makes it stronger. If I hate my thoughts and feelings, it makes it stronger as well. I'm energizing it by aversion. So distortion is maintained by the three poisons. 
distortions, of course, come out of the three poisons, and meeting distortions, meaning distorted thoughts and feelings, with grasping aversion and ignorance, meaning I love it, or it's so important, or it's so terrible, oh my god, my god, my god, I'm so to mess, or it'll be terrible. Uh, naturally, we may feel that, um, but um, we don't have to distort distortion, or we can accept the intensity of distortion without further distortion, meaning without further elaboration, embroidering, forms of making a big deal out of, as well as aversion, which is hating it, pushing it down, and of course, most of the time, what we hate, we don't even know, or much of what we, much of what we don't know is what we don't like, and that we don't even we don't even want to know that we don't like it or what it is, meaning. All sorts, you know, the shadow. Hey, hey, what's the shadow? The shadow is what I don't know, because I don't like it, because I've suppressed it so long. I don't even know it really, and um, it's it's an ever. <laughs> it's basically like um, uh, unresolved poison in the ground <laughs> that that hasn't been cleaned out or uh, purified or depoisoned, and so all sorts of trigger abilities all sorts of um, bases of emotional charge and getting upset again and again. All sorts of self-deception. Dishonesty. It's a basis of dishonesty. So that's those, you know, that's what defense mechanisms are all about. Uh, aversion against the reality of my feeling associated with the truth of certain, you know, personal patterns or past life experiences, you know, all sorts of things we don't want to deal with. So that can't get you to quietness. <laughs> All sorts of stuff unhealed can't get to quietness. And on the way to quietness, one will face all that stuff. And one can accept it. That quietness, then, is submission to fate because it's associated with an acceptance of what is. The deep acceptance of what is, including distortion, including the cause, including my responsibilities for it, including the fact that, you know, I, I program certain experiences or people in my life or family or this or that or illness or injury or something something because um, I'm trying to get out of pre-existing distortions that I don't know that I don't understand well enough so uh, I, I planned on certain trouble coming at me so that I could be more aware of the unhealed wounding that needs that, that I want to heal or the distortions that, that I ought to uh, be free of but I didn't know them so I caused, I, I did this, did that, programmed this, uh, chose certain things, uh, so that I'd be more in touch with my um, blockages, my inner conflicts, my unhealed wounding, my old pain, my bad patterns, um, or I just need to clear it off and stop being the way I used to be. Whatever. But there is a certain, this submission to fate is an acceptance of what is, and it's associated with the prerequisite to be <laughs> to have a quiet mind and so becoming part of the always so to become illumined or bright mind to not know what is to go blindly to disaster right people who get into trouble or when we get into trouble again and again and again we're blind and we're crashing into walls and so let's just look at the the dc lao translation which is interesting also Chapter 16, and I'm almost at the end here, just about 10 minutes. Chapter 16, Dao De Ching, DC Lao. I do my utmost to attain emptiness. I hold firmly to stillness. The myriad creatures all rise together, and I watch their return. The teeming creatures all return to their separate roots. Returning to one's roots is known as stillness. This is what is meant by returning to one's destiny. Returning to one's destiny is known as the constant. Knowledge of the constant is known as discernment. Woe to him who willfully innovates while ignorant of the constant. But should one act from knowledge of the constant, one's action will lead to impartiality. Impartiality to kingliness, kingliness to heaven, heaven to the Tao, the Tao to, perpetu per to perpetuity, meaning to forever, and to the end of one's days one will meet with no danger. And so, woe to him, to one, 
who willfully innovates, willfully, you know, as the opposite of the crystallized healer, Ra said the crystallized healer has no will, the adept, the sage, the one who lives from six chakra in balance because of high balance development of green-blue, because they've healed the lower, they've gotten through their old pain, they have illumined the shadow, they've healed the wounds, they've cried enough, and um, they don't have tears anymore, or their tears are simply resonant with um, the tears of others rather than their own, or the tears, their tears are now the sorrows of others. The sorrows of others are the cause of their tears uh, because their own have been cried out enough. And so uh, that one who um, doesn't go against the Tao, doesn't act willfully in conflict with what's best and right, right and best for all, uh, that's, you know, uh, they don't willfully innovate, they don't um, create out of harmony, they create or act only in harmony, which again, you know, I can't say I know what that is perfectly, but uh, we can clearly say that we make trouble for ourselves and others periodically, um, that's a sign of, that's akin to willfully innovating, or creating um, f forceful, uh, disharmonious activity. Wrong speech, wrong action, bad decisions. Uh, um, the one who, who does that gets into trouble again and again. But if we have knowledge of the constant, the actions lead to impartiality. And so let's look at what is the constant. So when D.C. Lao says the constant... Um, <laughs> actually, um, it's interesting, the Whaley translates it as the Tao. So, uh, the point is that um, to truly understand emptiness, sunyata, right? Form is emptiness, emptiness is form. Um, knowing emptiness or attaining emptiness, it's really... Uh, attaining freedom from distortion. <laughs> freedom from distortion in mind, particularly. Um, freedom from distortion in mind means that the bases of distortion have been dissolved and are no longer present. The bases of distorted emotional reactivity are gone, no longer triggerable, no longer attackable, or at least no longer uh, metaphysically attackable. Um no longer triggered to distortion. And again, this is an ideal, uh, no longer making bad decisions. Uh, a mind whose natural, the, in Buddhism it's something called the mind inclining to Nibbana, the mind that inclines to Nirvana or Nibbana, um, is when there's very deep, uh, profound lower triad um, blockage clearance, clearing of blockages in the lower three chakras. And naturally, the mind is non-grasping. Um, thoughts and feelings arise, or sensations of the body, and thoughts and feelings in mind arise, and the natural default tendency of the mind is neither grasping nor aversion, is non-grasping, non-aversion. Meaning, um, one can be very well with arising and uh, persisting and letting pass away. Um, one's own mental, emotional process. Uh, as well as others' distortions. And that that's akin to holding firmly to stillness. It's basically a natural result of prolonged samadhi. And, and so there's that arising internally, there's also the arising of beings and their process with us. Uh, myriad creatures rise together, I watch their return because I'm not manipulating. I'm not grasping and hating. I'm not trying to take advantage and exploit. I'm not a parasite. <laughs> like human leaders as parasites, the negatives on the surface of self-path, they're parasites. They are exploiting hosts. And so, 
<laughs> the service to hell path is the parasite path. And they think they're great, but they're actually profoundly weak. It's the path of dependence on distortion and dependence on the resources of others. It's not respectable. <laughs> it's not noble. It, it ain't royal. It ain't royal. It ain't noble. It ain't respectable. It's really quite pitiful, actually. But they never have, they have no mirror, so they don't know. So I don't follow a parasite path. And you should be aware of the fact that some people do. So avoid parasites or detox. So uh, one's ability to allow natural cycles of arising and passing away um, is the result of how well one, you know, quotes, quote, holds firmly to stillness, how well one um, appreciates non-grasping and uh, is committed to accepting and being with what is means being with what is falling away which also means um, all my pleasures will die of course you mean this is all there is <laughs> yes this is all there is meaning it arises persists and passes away joy pleasure happiness feelings of love feelings of uh, closeness yep 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 it all arises persists and passes away allowing that um, usually requires some um, you know willingness to feel broken heart oh yeah that's all it is yeah it's beautiful but you know it it dies it all it all whatever whatever arises dies too passes away that's <laughs> that that means uh, capacity to feel more pain the, the the willingness to feel more pain is what leads to the mind of the sage not making your own pain not exaggerating pain not elaborating on pain not avoiding pain but allowing it as it is which may be weak or moderate or strong um, knowing it and and watching or being allowing it to pass away which it will but it may come back again and um, that that is sort of the tender heart mind jack cornfield talks about that vipassana teacher very excellent work talks about broken heart or the uh, awakened heart as um, a heartful mind that is very willing to accept the fact that pain comes and pain goes um, but it comes back again too and uh, then there's the pain of others who haven't done their own homework which is uh, multitudinous around us so um, teeming creatures all return to their separate roots returning to one's roots is known as stillness so holding firm to stillness DC Lao's translation holding firm to stillness is associated with knowing one's roots uh, the roots of phenomenal arising which is the emptiness or silence or stillness or void from which creation arises which is quiet <laughs> which is pre pre-creational pre-luminal and that's why it's called dark so phenomenal arising akin to let there be light uh, comes out of a pre-luminal condition of so-called darkness or void or stillness or quietness or emptiness knowing that um, being uh, loving that um, is akin to returning to one's roots which is one's destiny <laughs> the the relationship between source and fate um, fate not just as what must happen but fate or destiny as um, the inevitable end which is our beginning <laughs> that we return to our source that's our fate our fate and our destiny is to return to source right all beings uh, return the spiritual path is called the path of return in Western traditions so anyway this goes on and on and um, it's really beautiful stuff so uh, I hope you can appreciate that and uh, realize how deep this is and the link between a somewhat 
greater valuation of the yin, of the yielding, of the being, of stillness, of feeling, of resting, uh, is because it's more in harmony with the roots of our existence to which someday we'll return. Someday we shall return to there from which we've arisen. And so, source as destination, source as true nature, identity, as destiny, and um, a preference or a little bit higher default appreciation of the yin um, as the yielding, not the manipulative, as a basis of um, uh, returning more uh, more efficiently to source or fulfilling our destiny. Anyway, <clears throat> next time we'll pick up at chapter 17, probably do 17, 18. Uh, I hope this has been useful. Thank you for listening. I wish you well. Take care of yourselves and good night.